Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips. Doing a solo show tonight as I go over all of the Week 11 action. Jeff will be back Tuesday as we go over the waiver wire ads for Week 12. There'll be a couple in there after some good performances from some guys we might not have expected this week. Uh, some AJP Ryan being one of them. We'll talk about him in a little bit here when we go over the Washington game. But make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit. We're on Instagram at Fantasy Football Profit. The website's fantasyfootballprofit.com. And you can always email us at fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com. For Wednesday, we're actually going to do a mailbag episode on Wednesday. First mailbag one we've done in quite a few weeks, probably months now. So if you guys have any questions, maybe as you're getting gearing up for the playoff run, anything you want to ask, um, you know, send us a, send us an email or go on Twitter, Instagram, send us a message there as well, and we're going to get to all of your questions on Wednesday's show. But as we always do on the recap show here, I'm going to go game by game, talk about some of the good performances, some of the guys that disappointed us. Man, what it means going forward. We're going to look through all that here going right now. I'm going to start out Tampa and Miami. First game on the list here. Tampa wins by 10 over Miami, 30-20. to 20. Jay Cutler got knocked out of that one for Miami. In came Matt Moore. He actually looked, I mean, I would say much better than Jay Cutler after Cutler threw three picks. Moore, maybe he's going to be the guy going forward here because that was just a much better performance. He had 282 yards and a touchdown. And the benefit, the player who benefited the most from this was probably Kenny Stills. Moore was looking deep for Stills, and Stills got seven catches for 180 and a touchdown. A big game for Stills. And Landry had a pretty solid outing himself with six for 95 and a touchdown. It was Devontae Parker who really couldn't get much going, four for 26. Then the ground game. This is where it gets interesting. Coming into this one, people were looking at Kenyon Drake as the guy because really it was one big run he had last week is what elevated him to a bigger status but this shows that it's not Kenyon Drake's backfield maybe it's Damian Williams I don't know I can't really even say after this but Williams had 10 for 78 Drake only 7 for 4 it's hard to count on any of these guys but it's possible that it's going to be Williams he's looking a little bit better better than Drake right now so look I I would I would say it's going to be Williams from now on I mean yeah Drake's still going to get get carries but they're both there. I just well, wouldn't trust any of them. If you if you can avoid it, avoid it. Now, on the Tampa side, they get the win. Not really much here to talk about fantasy-wise. Fitzpatrick was okay. He, was, he wasn't good. He wasn't terrible. He was good enough to get them the win. Doug Martin just is not getting anything going. 19 carries, 38 yards. The volume's there, but the production isn't. It's hard to keep him out of your lineup when you're getting 19 carries, but you're not seeing anything from it right now. And Mike Evans had five catches for 92, no touchdowns. You'd still like to see more catches. You'd like to see maybe even a little more yard. The yards were okay, though, but the touchdowns you wish were there. The touchdowns went to O.J. Howard and Deshaun Jackson in this one, so not much else that was spread around a lot for Tampa. Next game on the list, Jacksonville and Cleveland. Jacksonville gets the win 19-7 behind that defense, which is just ridiculously tough. And if you had the Jacksonville defense, they rewarded you there at the end of the game. Picking up a bunch of points with a, they got a fumble return for a touchdown. They had another fumble return right there, or a fumble recovery towards the end. Just picking up points for you at the end there. Bortles didn't have to do much, which is what the Jags are going to hope that happens. Go behind the defense and run the ball with Fournette. Fournette, 28 carries, 111 yards. 
the worry was going into the game they'd be limited with the ankle injury. He wasn't limited. 28 carries is if he's if he's active, you're playing it because they're just going to run the ball with Fournette. They want to run the ball, play defense, win games, and that's what they're doing. They don't want to rely on Bortles at all. If and that's they're just not going to. For the passing, for the receiving, for the Jaguars, Marquise Lee had five for 45. D.D. Westbrook played for his first NFL game at three for 35. He had a fumble and a drop in back-to-back plays, which hurt him. After that, he didn't see the ball again. That's really it. Uh, Mercedes Lewis caught the touchdown. On the Cleveland side, the only player I mean that did anything on this, well, I guess Corey Coleman was pretty solid too. So Corey Coleman and Duke Johnson both had pretty decent outings. It was mainly for Duke Johnson. He got the touchdown reception, so he had 66 total yards but got the touchdown. And Corey Coleman comes back from the injury and has 6 for 80, so solid game. He's able to do something playing behind this just terrible offense as Crowell did nothing either, 11 for 18. So not much there for Cleveland. You don't really expect much. And you're hoping to not have to play Crowell, but a lot of teams I know will. And he'll have better games than this, but you're going to have some that are he just gets you nothing. Go over to Houston, Arizona. Houston beats Arizona 31-21 behind Tom Savage leading them. Again, not, not anything spectacular here. But he's able to get the job done, I guess. Hopkins was able to catch one touchdown, four for seventy-six. So not, not a you know a great outing, but the touchdown makes it a pretty solid game for him. Lamar Miller caught a touchdown pass for he had four catches for twenty-two. He ran the ball twenty-two times, only had sixty-one yards out of it, but he had a pretty good game because of the touchdown and overall eighty-three total yards. The major disappointment here is Deontay Foreman because. He was starting to finally look like the player that we've talked about a lot. And Jeff has always been big on Foreman. But 10 for 65, had two touchdowns. And it was on that second touchdown run that it looks like he tore his Achilles. So he's going to be out for the year. And just as it looked like he was starting to get going there. So that's just a big disappointment there for Deontay Foreman. On the Arizona side, really it's only Larry Fitzgerald for the most part that you're able to use with some confidence right now. Nine for 91 in the touchdown. That's who Gabbert, or Gabbert was looking for him here. Stanton was looking for him last week. So Fitzgerald looks great. Then it's Ricky Seals-Jones, a player that most people have never heard of before today. Caught three balls, 54 yards, and two touchdowns. The tight end there for the Cardinals. I don't know if this is anything going forward. I've I've never heard of Seals-Jones coming into this game either. So we'll see. Maybe there's something going on with him. The running attack, Peterson, 14 carries, 26 yards. Nothing, just nothing. Two weeks in a row where he's not been able to do anything. So eh, it's a little bit of a worry. He still has some volume there, but it's it's a bit of a worry. How about the Giants in Kansas City? And the Giants win in overtime, 12-9. This is just a seven-field goal game. Not what you expected from the Chiefs. You, you expected this from the Giants with no Sterling Shepard in there. They have nobody to throw the ball to except maybe Ingram. So you expected a down game from them. You didn't expect this from the Chiefs. And we'll talk about the Giants side, though, first. It's Darkwa with 74 yards rushing and a touchdown. Again, not great. 20 carries. He takes 20 carries to get to that point. But, you know, he has volume there. He gets a touchdown. He's he's decent. If you're playing him as, like, your flex, if you have to, you could do much worse. And he's, he's consistently putting up about this 70-yard mark. And sometimes he gets a touchdown. So it's not a, not a bad play. Ingram was a disappointment, only one catch for nine yards today. He's been playing great, so I guess it's a rookie. You're going to see a down week from him. I don't expect this to be the norm. He's going to be fine. Don't worry about this one too much. But the Kansas City side is a little bit worrisome. Alex Smith did just couldn't get anything going. 
only threw for 230 yards, no touchdowns, two picks. Kareem Hunt, just an okay game, 77 total yards, no touchdowns. This is what we've been getting from Kareem Hunt week after week now. You might have to start to reevaluate where we're putting Kareem Hunt. It's He has not been a top five guy in a very long time. He's been not even a top 15 guy now overall since his breakout first three games. It's week four and on. He's been outside of the top 15. Hopefully we'll see something more from him, but as of now, it's not quite happening. At least he got the 18 carries for 73. is not bad. There's just no touchdowns to show for it. On the receiving side of things, Travis Kelsey gets his 8 for 109. Another solid game. But if you're a Travis Kelsey owner, you're kind of disappointed with the negative 2 he gets for throwing an interception on a little trick play they had. Tyreek Hill, 7 for 68. This is about the low end of what you're going to see from Tyreek Hill. Don't worry about that too much. It's just a all-around odd game for the Chiefs, who have been struggling now. Four or five losses. This offense isn't the same as it was at the beginning of the year. Travis Kelsey's still getting you what you want out of there. Tyreek Hill's still a good play. Cream Hunt, you're still playing. It's just not, not as elite as it looked early on. Ravens, 23 to nothing winners over the Packers. And man, did the Packers miss Aaron Rodgers. I know that's very obvious, but it's it's hard to believe how bad they really are without him. As Hundley threw for two, threw 239 yards and three picks. It's just amazing to me that Aaron Rodgers carried this team so much. And it's showing here. Devontae Adams, though, keeps getting... Stuff done with Hundley as a quarterback, 8 for 126. It's Jordy Nelson who cannot get going, 2 for 24. You can't play Jordy Nelson anymore. It's it's way, it's way happening week after week after week. Jordy Nelson cannot be in your lineup right now. It, you have to. There has to be something that has to change that you see it. You'll miss, I think you need to miss his next big game because you can't sit around and wait for it. The running game, it was all Jamal Williams without Jones and Montgomery, and he had 18 carries, 57 yards. Not much there. The offense looks terrible. Baltimore side of things, they didn't have to do too much to get the win. Flacco only 183 and a touchdown through a pick. Alex Collins was able to get 20 carries, 49 yards though. But he saves it with a touchdown late in the game there. And the big story about this game was coming into it was Danny Woodhead finally getting out there and getting some action. A lot of people were putting him in their lineups, but it's hard to do that when you don't really know what he's going to do. Five catches for 21 yards, so in PPR, he salvaged the day with just getting five catches if you played him, but only one carry for two yards. I think we'll see increased workload for him as we go on here. And then Wallace and Macklin both had four catches. Wallace was able to turn it into 56 and a touchdown, Macklin only 34. They just didn't have to do much, though. The Ravens, the Packers just didn't put up a fight, so it was you know relatively easy, easy win here for them. How about the Redskins-Saints game? Saints are down by 15 with just over just over about three minutes to go. And they're able to score two touchdowns, get a two-point conversion to tie it up, send it to overtime, and then win it in overtime. Just a terrific game. Eighth straight win for the Saints. Breeze looked great. 385 and two touchdowns. Made a lot of it picking up there in the fourth where he really poured it on. And then the running backs, again, are top 10 guys for the week. Ingram only had 11 carries, but turned it into 134 yards and a touchdown. Also caught three for 21. Kamara, eight eight carries, 42 yards, so not much on the ground. But he gets six receptions, 74 yards, and a touchdown. He also scored a two-point conversion. Just this, this backfield has been just great. Even when they're not getting the carries, only 19 combined between them. They still are top 10 running backs, probably top five for the week. Just terrific player. Then Michael Thomas, six catches for 91. Ted Ginn, six for 87. 
solid there. Fleener, 5 for 91. Everyone's getting involved right now. And Willie Sneed finally got himself a catch, 1 for 12. Maybe we'll see more from Sneed. Then Washington blew this one. Just disappointment for them. With Cousins, though, had a solid game with 322 yards and three touchdowns. He looked pretty good. Took a couple big hits, but kept coming back. Samaje Pirine was a bit of a surprise. I'm I'm really shocked by this one because he hasn't shown me much this year. He's had a little bit of work in the two games earlier in the year where he got a lot of carries. I just I didn't see much from him. I liked him in the preseason. I liked him in going in the draft. I talked about him. As the season has gone on, I haven't liked what I've seen. But then 23 carries, 117 yards, and a touchdown today. Maybe there's something there. We'll have to see. I want to see another week of this to really believe in it. But if you're in a bad situation, you can start him as, I mean, some teams might have to as a running back too. It's not ideal. I understand if you have to. I want to see if you can do another week. Then it's Chris Thompson with the leg injury that's going to knock him out for the year. That was the big disappointment because he's been a great player this year. He caught a touchdown in this game. And it's 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 really just a disappointing situation to see him out there and gone for the year. So at this point, with now without Kelly, without Thompson, it's Samaj P. Ryan's backfield. There's no competition for him. He's going to be the one getting everything going forward. On the receiving side of things, Jamison Crowder, 7 for 72. Josh Jackson, 4 for 81. He continues to improve a little bit. Vernon Davis, 3 for 67. And then Ryan Grant caught three balls, but 59 yards and got a touchdown out of it. So he's been a he's been a decent play for the Redskins. He's not really a fantasy option, but if you're in a deep, deep, deep league, maybe you can play Ryan Grant. How about the Lions beating the Bears 27-24? Bears miss a 40-some yard field goal at the last second to lose the game. Could have sent it to overtime there. Lions are led by Stafford again, 299 and two touchdowns. Pretty decent game again. Not spectacular, but just just solid outing again for um, Stafford, as we've been seeing. He threw the ball, it's here, four times to Marvin Jones for 85 yards, and Jones was able to get one nice touchdown there, made a great move on the defender and got in the end zone. TJ Jones at four for 55. Golden Tate was a bit of a letdown with only three for 32 in this one. You know, we've been seeing good games from Tate, but not not as much today. Abdullah couldn't get anything going on the ground, as is the story with the Lions week to week, 11 for 22. But he caught a touchdown, so if you played him, he was able to make it a decent game, not anything special. But the Lions' ground game's not going, but as long as they can pass a little bit, they're going to be okay. But it just is it going to be Jones? Is it going to be Tate? Is somebody going to disappoint you? You never quite know. And then Galladay got two for 52, so at least he's getting in the action a little bit. On the Chicago side of things, Trubisky, just he, he's not there yet. He's If he's going to be a player, we might see it next year. This year, it's just, you're going to get the 179 and a touchdown. That's the kind of games you're going to get from him. Jordan Howard, 15 carries, 125 yards, and a touchdown. Continues to be a solid. He's a, he's a running back one every week. He's been solid. Yeah, he had a down week last week, but for the most part, he's up there. Tariq Cohen had a great play for a touchdown. And this one, 44 yards rushing and a touchdown, caught four for 15. So one of his better outings probably in a bit. Not terribly exciting. Then the receiving game, you were I was interested to see what Dontrell Inman would do after a good game in his first outing with the Bears last week. He had three for 43, so just not much going. Really not much else here. You're not, not much else for the Bears on the receiving side of things. And then Minnesota... And the Rams, a battle of seven and two teams, and Minnesota gets the better of the Rams, twenty-four to seven. And it's let I mean, Case Keenum is a solid game, two eighty and a touchdown. He's just continuing to be a solid play. 
And then Latavius Murray, 15 carries, 95 yards, and two touchdowns. That's another good game for Latavius Murray, who was kind of was almost under the radar in a way with the way McKinnon had played. And then McKinnon had only one less carry than Murray, but only turned it into 48 yards, caught five for 12. So McKinnon is typically been ranked ahead of Murray every week, but Murray's just, he's been playing well. Then Adam Thielen is just been ridiculously good. Six catches, 123 yards, 123 yards and a touchdown. And he's showing he's the number one receiver there in the Vikings. It's not Diggs. Diggs is great. Diggs is a great player, but only four for 32. But Thielen is consistent every week. You need to get Thielen in your lineups. And I know people haven't been. They There's other players you seem to think should be better than Adam Thielen, but they're not. Put Thielen in your lineup. He does it every single week, and he's just been terrific. It's hard. You have to play him at this point. And then the Chargers with a massive win over the Bills, 54-24. It's Nathan Peterman throwing five picks in the first half. Just a brutal debut as a starter for Peterman. Taylor, Tyrod Taylor comes in in the second half and gives him some offense and actually put up 20.1 points himself, which was a good game, actually. It was LaShawn McCoy with 13. He was actually able to do something in a blowout. 13 rushes for 114 and a touchdown. Not much else you're going to talk about for the Bills, except for Calvin Benjamin goes down with an injury. I don't know the status on that one yet. didn't look good, so... Benjamin, yeah, disappointment there. Didn't like to see that. On the Chargers side of things, Rivers, 251 yards passing, two touchdowns. Melvin Gordon, 20 carries for 80 yards and a touchdown. Austin Ekelar actually had six for 40, got a touchdown out of it. But the main story here for the Chargers, other than their defense, which was terrific, Keenan Allen finally showed up big time for this year. I swear, every time Jeff's gone from a show, one of his guys that he really hyped up in the preseason goes off. And actually, Jordan Howard was one of his guys, too. Had a good game. But Keenan Allen, 12 for 159 and two touchdowns. It's great to see Keenan Allen really, you know, break out, I guess you could say. He's already, I mean, he's established himself as a great player in the NFL. He just hasn't done much this year. This was great to see Keenan Allen. Hopefully, this is a sign of things to come for him. He's a terrific player. How about the Patriots beating up Oakland 33-8? to Tom Brady looks great again. 339 and three touchdowns. Just per- Going to do that every time. He's he's terrific. Brandon Cooks with a big game, 6 for 149 and a touchdown. The other touchdowns went to Amendola, who caught 8 for 66. And then Deion Lewis had 4 for 28 and a touchdown. Again, led the team in carries with 10. Got 60 yards out of it. 6 yards per carry. Looks pretty good there. Burkhead, 5 for 16, caught 4 for 21. Not much else there on that side. James White, 5 for 13, rushing. No catches for James White. He's kind of taking a backseat to Lewis and Burkhead at this point. For Oakland, Marshawn Lynch looked okay on the ground, 11 for 67, but that's it. Only 11 carries. Can't do much with that. Crabtree, 6 for 51. Cooper had 3 for 28, but he made the day. He salvaged it with a touchdown. Still not great, but at least he got the one touchdown there in the fourth to make it, you know, a respectable game. Jared Cook at 2 for 36. Not, not Not a very good game for the Raiders. Just, you know... Disappointment there. Yeah, Carr, 237, touchdown, and a pick. Not They just haven't been the team you expected this year. We thought their offense was much better, and they're just not doing much with it. How about the Bengals beating the Broncos 20-17? to Andy Dalton threw three touchdowns on the day, only 154 yards, only completed 15 passes, but three touchdowns. One of them went to A.J. Green, who caught four for 50 and a touchdown. The others went to Erickson and Croft. 
Joe Mixon, 20 carries, 49 yards. Not getting much going on the ground. He's still getting the volume. So that's what you're hoping to see. I I still think there's something there, and he's going to maybe have one of these breakout games in the near future. For the Broncos, it was Osweiler for 254, touchdown and a pick. He's, just, he's, he's being Osweiler. On the ground, it was Devontae Booker who actually led the backfield with 14 carries for 44 yards. C.J. Anderson at 13 for 37. He was able to get a touchdown. And then Demarius Thomas caught 5 for 64 and got a touchdown there in the 4th to give his day a little boost. Emmanuel Sanders, 2 for 15. Devontae Booker, 5 for 54, though, receiving. He's looking like the better play in that backfield right now. He's more and more work every week. I mean, at the very least, he's equal to C.J. Anderson at this point. And then the final game of the night, the Sunday night game, Philadelphia beats up on the Cowboys 37-9. And the Cowboys, I don't even think it's not that just they're missing Ezekiel Elliott. They're missing Tyron Smith. They need him back. His Dak Prescott is just getting beat up in the backfield. He can't do anything. He's <laughs> They're there on top of him every single time, and it shows up in a negative 1.2 for Dak Prescott today. Eight for thir- 18 for 31, 145 yards. He threw three picks. He fumbled it. Just just brutal for the Cowboys. Alfred Morris, though, he was he looked okay with 17 for 91. That's not a bad game. He's he's looking he's a decent play. It's just if Dak Prescott doesn't get time, this is gonna be a bad this is not gonna be good. They need Tyron Smith back out there. Dez got eight for sixty-three, and that's about it for the Cowboys. Not much going. For the Eagles, Wentz didn't have to really do much in this one. It, the defense beat up on the Cowboys. It just the run, the ground game was going for the Eagles. So Wentz only threw for 168, but he was able to get the two touchdowns. Made himself, you know, still a solid game there. On the ground, it was Legarrette Blunt had the most carries with 13 for 57, but Ajayi had set only seven carries, but turned it into 91 yards, mainly off one big run. Corey Clement had six for 50. One of them was a touchdown. And Kenyon Barner actually got into the end zone with a touchdown run himself. Torrey Smith caught a touchdown pass there for the Eagles. And they, they had to keep going for two-point conversions after Jake Elliott got knocked out of the game. Elshon Jeffrey had four for 67 and a touchdown there. So another decent game for Elshon as the Eagles keep rolling with another big win here. But all right, I think that's going to do it for the recap. Nice little quick... <laughs> summary of all the games we'll be back on tuesday we're going to go over the waiver wire you know try to give you some good options there are a couple of them going to be out there this week so we'll go over all of those for you and make sure to get your questions in for wednesday's mailbag show we're going to do a little mailbag um we'll do a little ranks as well like we normally do but mainly mailbag this time ranks aren't going to change too much it's just a different week when we got thanksgiving so we'll do some mailbag get some questions in for you make sure you guys go Get them in at fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com or Twitter or, you know, Instagram, fantasyfootballprofit. Check all those places out. We'll talk to you guys on Tuesday.